My name is Erwin and glad you're listening to the podcast. We have a new mix, a new word of the day as every two weeks for you. And a lot of new artists this week. We keep discovering new Christian EDM artists. But if you know some uh, more, please share because there are not a lot of Christian producers out there or at least in the EDM. Well, yeah, enough talking. I hope that you will leave a comment and wish you very best for this week. God bless you all. Bye-bye. House of Worship. Your praise with the bass.
Just like stars die Lighting up the night sky I am always close by Watching over you
can stop. God you. believes you in you. You take one step and you see what happens. House, House of Worship. worship. Yeah, the word of the day. How many of you are just tired of feeling like you're fighting something all the time? Okay. Well, then the way to recover from that is to learn how to let God fight your battles. God has a battle plan. And anytime we get in a battle, we need to know how to fight the way that God wants us to fight. I said this morning that we have weapons, but the weapons of our warfare are not carnal weapons. They're not weapons you can see or feel or go to the store and buy. So if they're not carnal weapons, then they must be spiritual weapons. In preaching the Word of God to you tonight, I am doing warfare with the enemy by speaking the Word of God. I'm helping you do warfare in your life and I'm doing warfare in my own life just because I'm speaking words that are full of life and power. The Word of God is not just any word. It is a word that changes lives. 
People don't gather into a building, travel and pay for hotels and all the things you've done to come to hear somebody stand up here and talk for hours on end if it's not something that is going to make a huge difference in your life. And I love the fact that you pay attention and you're focused. The word goes, it renews our mind, it drops down in our heart, and it makes changes for us. So we do have spiritual weapons. Peace is a weapon. Walking in peace when the enemy's throwing his best at you is a weapon. Righteousness is a weapon. Knowing who you are in Christ is a piece of armor, but it's also a way for you to fight the enemy. Wearing the helmet of salvation, thinking the way a child of God should think. And the Bible talks about wielding the two-edged sword, which happens to be this. You notice it doesn't say just wear it on your side. It says get it out of your sheath and use it. Wield that two-edged sword. So we talked some this morning about using the Word of God against the enemy, the power of speaking the Word of God. And tonight we're going to find out what our battle position is and just see what God can do for us if we'll fight the way He wants us to fight. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 17. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Take your position, stand still, and see the deliverance of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Isn't that good news? You don't need to fight in this battle. Take your position, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Now, for a lot of years, I thought our position was standing still. I thought, take your position, stand still, was what he was trying to say. But if you read this whole 2 Chronicles 20 in context, that's really not the position that he's talking about. And so we're going to start over here in verse 1, and we're going to learn some good lessons tonight out of 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Verse 1, After this the Moabites, the Ammonites, and with them the Minyanites came against Jehoshaphat to do battle. Have you ever noticed that there's a lot of ites in the Bible? And you know what? I've decided that we've all got our own little brand of ites. It may be the bad bossites, the grouchy neighborites, the backacheites, the, the, the not having enough money to pay our billites, but we've all got ites that come after us, things that want to upset us. And it was told Jehoshaphat, a great multitude has come against you from beyond the Dead Sea, from Edom, and behold, they are in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Gedi. Then Jehoshaphat feared. Now, I want you to pay close attention to that because our first natural response to any kind of bad news or trouble is going to be a feeling of fear. Now, what we do at that point is very important. The word fear actually means to take flight or to run away from. Now, a lot of times people don't want to deal with their problems, so they find some way to avoid them. Some people drink too much. Some people go out and spend money they don't have to spend just to not think about their problems. Some people go to bed, they just sleep. Sometimes people can just hide in, in uh, drugs. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that people avoid their problems. My mother avoided the problems that we had in our home and it ended up taking her mental health. And she died last year, 87 years old, and was really a sweet woman, but she never had a life. She really never lived and never had a life. And it's terrible when you see somebody ruin their life 
because they're afraid to confront or face anything in their life. And I despise that because I saw what it did to her, and I saw what it almost did to me, and I saw what it did to my brother, and even I saw what it did to my dad because she wouldn't confront him. He maybe could have gotten some help if she would have confronted him. We don't help ourselves when we run from our problems and when we avoid them. God has not given us any armor for our backside because he never expected us to be running. Every piece of armor that you read about in the Bible is something that helps you when you're confronting and facing the enemy. And I love what the Bible says about the shepherd David who actually became a king. It says that when he was gonna fight with Goliath, he ran to the battle line. And I love that he didn't run away when he saw Goliath, he ran toward Goliath. And you know what I think? I think sometimes we think our problems to death. We think about them to the point where they, they scare us so bad. And a lot of times we need to just not think and just trust God. And I don't mean do stupid stuff, but if you know what God wants you to do, then just say, I am not gonna be afraid of this. I am gonna take a step of faith and God is gonna be with me when I get to the battle line and he's gonna show me what to do. Amen. And I know some of you are probably putting up with stuff that you need to confront. Grown kids that are taking advantage of you. Not sure where that came from, but there, you can have it. Amen. We need to stand up to what God wants us to stand up to. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So we need to deal with fear and not let it deal with us. So the minute that Jehoshaphat got bad news, he feared. It was told to Jehoshaphat, a great multitude has come against you. In verse 3, then Jehoshaphat feared. But look what he did next. I love this. And so he set himself determinedly as his vital need to seek the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast in all Judah. My goodness, how much difference there would be in our life, and even how much more attractive would the church of Christ be to lost people? If every time we had a problem and we felt fear, the very next thing that we did was set apart a little bit of time to seek God. Come on, is anybody home out there tonight? Don't go to the phone, go to the throne. We don't need to call up somebody else, I always say all the time, that don't even know what they're doing and ask what we ought to do. Let's find out what God's battle plan is, what God's battle strategy is in each battle that we have. We need to hear directly from God. One word from God is worth more than 10,000 words from people. You say, hear from God, can we do that? Absolutely. You can be led by the Holy Spirit, you can hear from God, and you may not hear words. I don't look for voices all the time, but I'm telling you, when you seek God, you will instinctively know what you need to do. You'll be led by the Spirit, and even if you don't know right that minute, as you continue to go forward, you will be led and know what you're supposed to do. The only way that I can do what I'm doing is because I've learned how to let God lead. I always have a message when I come up here, but honestly, sometimes I preach it backwards. 
I say stuff that's not in it. There's stuff in it that I don't say. And sometimes we've got our lives so organized that there's no way for God to get in at all. So we need to learn how to hear from God. One word from God can literally change your life forever. One word from God can give you the courage to confront anything. 25 years ago, I had breast cancer. And it was a very fast-growing type of cancer. The tumor was very small, but back then they did more radical surgeries. And so I had to have a very radical surgery right away because they said I would be playing Russian roulette with my life if I didn't get it out of me. It was an estrogen-dependent tumor. And uh, so naturally, cancer is a frightening word. And uh, I remember being so so frightened. I would just, this fear would just overwhelm me. And then I would confess the word and I'd feel stronger again and I would trust God. And, and then here would come that fear again. About three o'clock one morning, I mean, I heard so clearly in my spirit, I will take care of you. You can trust me, I'll take care of you. Now, you know what? 500 other people had said that to me. I had said it to me. <laughs> we need to talk to ourselves in times of trouble. It's good to get encouragement from other people. But I'm just saying that when God said that to me, it meant, it, it was like, then my faith rose up. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith rises when you hear God. And I'm glad you're here to hear me tonight, but frankly, I hope you hear God through me, or I hope something that I say will cause you to go home and seek God in that area for yourself, because one word from God is worth 10,000 words from people, but we're not going to hear from God if we won't set apart time to seek God. And I know that there's people here that you're in all different places in your walk with God, and I can say to some of you, seek the Lord, and you know exactly what I'm talking about, and some of you are like, well, I've just been watching you on television. I thought it'd be fun to come and see what you look like. <laughs> and, you know, you're not real clear what it means to seek God. Well, just, just go get somewhere and shut a door. If you really don't know how to seek God, he will meet you where you're at. You don't have to go find him where he's at. I've come here today to worship again.
rise up from your past that's holding you down This moment is all that matters, the future is now How will the people know if we don't tell them If we fell them, they stumbling in the dark But the light is what we carry, yeah Don't have to wonder your purpose or what you're here for Reflect this image and show the world what he cares for And I know it's alright, alright, alright You know, and you know, it's your life, life, life We know, and we know, the time's running now Can't wait around, cause